There was an idea once. The idea was to bring together a remarkable group of fans. To see if they could become something more. To see if they could work together. So that when we needed them to, they could have the conversations we never could. Hello and welcome back to Into the Marvel. How's it going, you guys? Hey, what's up, Brock? How's it going, man? What's up, buddy? How we doing tonight, man? Doing well, man. We're a few, uh, we're a few weeks off of um Avengers, and you know, I've, I've just been really having fun, um, dissecting these sequels. <laughs> same, man. Same, man. It's been a blast, man. Honestly, I've had a lot of fun doing this with you and all the other guys and whatnot. And, and thank Definitely. you once again to everybody who actually listens to us, man. It's, yes. it's, it's kind of cool when you hit me with those numbers sometimes. Like, bro, people are actually listening. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. No, for real. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for continuing to come back. And thanks for being part of this with us, you know, because it's, yeah. it's just a great thing. Um, let us continue, though, with Thor, the Dark World. <laughs> and <laughs> um, You know, it's funny you just said that because I've been, like, kind of geeking out on the music because at first i was just a little kind of uh, annoyed by it and then the more <laughs> i watch it i'm just like boom boom <laughs> especially that funeral scene where they uh which probably was like a huge waste of money but that funeral scene where his mom what? dies yeah like i don't know what the what point was. of that was by the way <laughs> well i mean it was that's how like they do things right in like the the mythology like in yeah. actual real mythology that's like they have to like burn your body and yeah, but but what I'm saying is like the first movie, like we really don't see her that much. Then in this one, she okay, she helps save Jane from Malekith, and then we're supposed to care that much about her to have a whole funeral Bro. scene. I get that they have a funeral for her. What I'm saying is, why do they have a whole scene? <laughs> I I get that. I get that. Well, dude, dude I, what I like to bring up concerning the mom's death over here is bro you notice like thor throughout the rest of the movie is not seems like not upset about it that much <laughs> yeah i know right like, your mom just died and he's like oh the show must go on or whatever ah. well you know what's crazy is i mean if you look at the timeline it's really only been maybe like a year since the battle and since like the, all this has really been going on he was supposed to be king a year ago that's <laughs> true but now, but like in this movie, he comes at it and he's like, oh, I kind of don't want to be king. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I get that. He realized that. But like a year ago, he's gone through such a change in the year right true. now. Because he thought he knew everything. He wanted to be king. He knew he wanted to rule with an iron fist. Nobody was going to cross him. Anybody <laughs> tries it, I'll go destroy them. <laughs> That's the type of king he wanted to be. And then all this happens. He meets Jane Foster. He comes to Earth. He meets. He get becomes friends with Earthlings, and now he a major change in his whole character. You know that's very true, man. That's the uh, the power of the vagina. <laughs> and with, yeah, right. <laughs> I really am interested in the um, the change in the perspective of the story, um, and the reason I say is because I know the first movie. It's a lot about the relationship between the two brothers. And in this movie, I kind of feel like they're changing to where it's a little perspective of the brothers and the father. And 
reason I say that is because the first thing I definitely want to bring up is the scene after his, the mother dies and he goes up to um, he goes up to Anthony Hopkins returning as Odin, boss character. Cannot go wrong with this guy. Cannot go wrong with this actor, man. I mean, just the things that he says, the way he says it, his like idioms and his metaphors, like you must think I'm a bread that must be buttered up so much. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, my words are mere thoughts and and sounds. You ignore them, bro. Just the way he speaks, it's so great, bro. It's perfect. Yeah, the good redeeming quality of this film probably is like. Anthony Hopkins acting, of course. I I like Tom Hiddleston, Loki. You know, I think he's a great actor too. Amazing, uh, amazing yeah. in this film. Um, and we'll get into how great he, how much better he gets in this. Um, but as I was saying, like a major theme in this is the relationship that they have with their dad. And I notice, as far as um, as far as history goes, and the way we always pay for the debts that our parents have and not talking money, but just in life in general, you know, we do pay for the sins of our fathers. And this film has a lot to do with that because in it, they do begin how with the legend, the way the legend goes, uh, my grandfather, your grandfather um, destroyed all the elves and took the ether, destroyed the ether and killed Malachite. And that's why we've had nothing but peace ever since. Uh, come to find out, though, Bort didn't kill the elves. No, the elves killed, killed themselves. themselves, man. It was like a kamikaze attack. Exactly, some, some they killed away. themselves to try to destroy the whole Asgardian army. Right. So no, Bort didn't do that. And then come to find out, not only did Bort take take uh, credit for something he didn't do, he also didn't destroy the ether either. He just hid it. Yeah. And because of that, a thousand, ten thousand years later, on a scheduled event, they knew the convergence was going to happen again. On a scheduled event, ten thousand years later, now Malekith is back, and now Odin has to deal with it. And so, if you think about it, because I remember that we were parenting. speaking about it earlier, <laughs> and you said, "Yeah, I mean, there you go." You said before you think that. Um, it's sort of Thor's fault for bringing Jane into it. I kind of think this is Bor and Odin's fault because Bor didn't do what he said he what he told everybody he did, and instead of taking responsibility, he left it onto Odin. And Odin probably knew the truth that Bor never actually defeated the the elves, and that Malekith was out there waiting. Instead of actually doing something about it. A year ago, he was ready to give the throne to to Thor to deal with it. Now he's now Malekith is back, and now it is affecting Thor, his lady, and everybody else. And it's all because Odin didn't do anything to stop it when he had a chance. Ah, uh, well, see, that being, I mean, the reason I bring that up is because I think it's just a really cool theme because, um. I mean, you and I, we we have a little bit in common as far as uh, growing up, not being so close to our, our real fathers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting because in Loki, who this isn't his actual dad, and this goes back to paying for the sins of our fathers, Loki on the other side of the coin is also being affected by this because let's be honest, Loki didn't ask to be part of the family. 
he was kidnapped as a child, even said so himself. Yeah, he he was like, that. you took me as a relic. You took me from my family to be for your own plans of, of peace. So Loki never wanted to be part of the, that family. But now that his ambitions have become so much better than what Odin thought they would be, now all of a sudden you're going to throw him in jail. Oh, I mean, that's not, I don't think either but like well no i mean think also, about it though think about it he, he wouldn't even anthony hopkins like odin says that he's like hey if it wasn't for me though like oh you want to go back to your family your family left you for dead as a fucking baby he's like you're only alive yeah. because of me he's like go back to that's the people true. that like fucking abandoned you and wanted you dead yeah go for it absolutely so, that's true yeah I, I get what i get what you're saying like, but what i'm saying well, is that as far as um bringing them into that situation he didn't have i mean let's say Let's say stepping away from the fact that Loki did try to kill a whole freaking universe. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> That's the thing. What I'm saying as far That's as using that as like a um as a metaphor as far as to life, I mean it is Odin's responsibility to raise Loki as a better person if he's bringing him in, right? No, yeah. Yes, Loki did turn out bad, but Odin was <gasps> the one who brought him in and showed him all this power. So it was Odin's responsibility, who from the movie you even see, because he said that the only reason you're alive is because of Frida, your mother. She's the one who cares for you. So, I mean, I kind of looked at it like, so he looked at Loki as like a burden almost. Damn. Like, I brought this kid here. Oh, my gosh. And now yeah, like, he's nothing like Thor. I guess that's like in modern you know? days. Like, man, now I'm raising some some other lady's baby. Now I'm raising some other lady's baby. And my baby. now, and it turns out he's a fucking boss, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I mean, I don't care what you say. This movie is more proof that Tom Little says is the best actor in the MCU. Oh, I don't know about that, but... Uh... Uh, dude, you see those that stare down he has with the uh, that little lava monster, dude, dude. Just like those those ten seconds is to me proof that he's like the fucking boss <laughs> in the in the whole thing, dude. I rewound that like ten times just to watch him stand up and stare the guy down. Just be like, oh, you might want to go to the left. <laughs> ah, bro, he is such a good actor, though. You are right. You are right. He's a good actor. Yeah. But I digress from my point. My point just being that, I mean, yeah, Loki's a bad guy, but Odin was the one who brought him into this new life. He could have left him. He brought him into this new life. And if Loki's bad, it's part of that is on Odin. Uh, part of it. Part of it. But not all of it. Come on. Like, you can just be a bad person, you know? Like <laughs> Bro, like, you don't, you, you, think Ted you don't believe in childhood trauma. Bro, Ted, you think Ted Bundy's parents are like, no, yeah, man, like we raised them, we failed. Childhood trauma, bro. You know, like, ask it, ask any psychiatrist, bro. Childhood trauma comes right back down to that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and and he even said, we're just like the humans. We live, we die. Give or take a couple thousand years. <laughs> Give or take a couple thousand years. <laughs> Um, I mean, that was just my thought on it because I think it's really interesting when they bring in the uh, parent perspective for this because obviously his mom dies, so we're supposed to focus on Odin at that point. Um, Odin's issue is coming from, to me, in my opinion, Boar not finishing his job. <laughs> See, I get that. I get that. Yeah, Boar, Thor's grandfather, Boar. <laughs> he definitely should have. Should have killed all the dark elves when he had the chance, man. Like, not let anyone escape, but he didn't do it. 
He didn't destroy the ether, which we find out, you know, becomes the reality stone. Uh, or yeah, is the reality which stone. is or is encases the reality See, stone. I'm not 100. percent I'm not 100 on it. It kind of makes me question things a little bit because, like, if you hear the story that Odin is telling, like, Thor and Jane or whatever, uh, he says, like, the Dark Elves, like, created the Aether out of the darkness. And it's like, no, the Aether is the reality stone. Like, the cosmos yeah, these stones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. So, I guess if if we want to try to figure out what the reality stone itself does, it's... you know, say sitting there saying it changes just changes reality. That's a really simplistic, right? Like I'm com- guessing it's like it changes like actual things because they say it, it absorbs matter and changes it to dark matter. Right. And if you want to just if you want to just go as far as what that is, it dark matter is a, a hypothetical form of matter that is not luminous. It doesn't it it does not reflect any kind of light. It only absorbs light and and doesn't reflect which it. apparently makes things so, evil <laughs> yeah which really makes things evil and so that would be the reason that malekith is is after it because it changes everything to darkness which is i guess since they come from the dark realm that's what they want everything to be so they can visit earth i guess i guess yeah what's well, a good just go back to like the dark yeah go back to your own little dark corner of the universe whatever bro why are you trying to take over yeah can't they just I don't know. I don't know why they get, they can't just stay there. But so it changes everything in the dark. I guess that's the simplest way to use it. And then when Thanos gets a hold of it, um, I was checking up online as far as uh trying to figure out figure this out as well, like how he's using it versus how Malekith wanted to. And what they're saying is that if you have a better understanding of the way the reality stone works, then you can do more things such as what Thanos did where he actually changed and created illusions and everything. Yeah. And so I guess all Malekith was going to use it for was just to make every, turn the lights off. Yeah. Turn, turn, turn off the lights. He wanted it as a, a weapon, a weapon of sorts. Yeah. So it's a little, it is a little confusing though. Right? That's, but, that was my, that was a big gripe with me. Like I said, I, I think this is probably hands down the worst movie in the MCU or either this or <laughs> the incredible Hulk. We already talked about that too. Yeah. Um, but those, two, what was your biggest qualm about it then? Uh, it's, it's just like a lot of this, like CGI or maybe the editing or whatever, just wasn't, there's was this one yeah. part where like on like, first off the whole like dark realm or dark worlds, or wherever yeah. they're fucking the dark elves are from. It looked terrible, and it looked like the actors were just like pasted onto there, as opposed to just like actually. There. Well, they literally put on masks, and I mean, I don't know. To me, I think that was just to save money and not give them makeup or CGI. There, like, just give them masks. Oh, for the dark elves, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, they're all just faceless elves, you know. Like, it's it's if when he's fighting an army, it, it kind of feels like a cop out, you know. Oh, yeah, kind of, but also like that's. You know, I also thought that was another big gripe with this movie is like the the final like boss battle or whatever was fucking lameish. Mm-hmm. Like it was uh, not climactic enough. Like there wasn't enough going like explosions and like actual like knockdown drag down fights. It was like a bunch of talking and like a hit every now and then. I was like Jesus. Like I was on my phone checking shit the whole time. I was like, ugh. You see, I didn't. I didn't like in the movie how. 
and you know, I don't know how this sounds coming from me, but and I really wish I really wanted to get a female voice for this episode because my opinion is that I didn't really like how they portrayed Jane Foster because I kind of feel like if she's supposed to be this award-winning um, award-winning scientist in the, in that universe, why is she so freaking head over heels over Thor? Shouldn't she just want to explore in general? Well, yeah, I mean, I think... And they really dumb her character down. Like, what was the point of the whole joke of, like, oh, how do you change the ringtone? You know, like, for real, you're a scientist. You're a freaking award-winning scientist. I do not know how to change the ringtone. Yeah, I feel... The iPhone does it for you. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like they, they changed her character a lot in the second movie so from, like, less of a scientist to more of, like... It was more like a little bit of a romance movie, you know, like... She, yeah, she you didn't like that? The whole movie or whatever, not the whole movie, but like the good first part of the movie, searching for Thor, yeah. and Thor's like sadly yeah. looking down at her from Asgard because he's not allowed to have her or some shit. You know, it was like more of like a romance. Like, oh, see, there was just so much wrong with this movie that like, maybe they tried to do too much with it, you know? Like, they tried to do the romance thing, try to do the, well, the daddy issue this. thing, they try to do the dark elves thing, the reality stone thing. I've tried to figure out where that because I agree with you and I try to figure out where where the flaw came in that and just tell me what you think about this here but um the directors were actually changed three months after they decided to go with the movie so this film was actually directed by Alan Taylor I don't know much about this guy I just looked up a few things of what he's done but before they decided to have him on, they actually wanted to, they agreed to have Patty Jenkins on. You know who she oh, was? Oh, Wonder Woman director? Yeah, not just Wonder Woman, bro. Directed and wrote Monster. Uh, directed the um, the pilots for a lot of really good uh, shows. Like, I don't know if you ever saw AMC's The Killing. Oh, I actually, I love The Killing. Fucking uh, Holder. I love him. Bro, like, like super, like, like female forward director, you know? And it's really evident, especially with Wonder Woman. And it's actually one of the reasons that Natalie Portman agreed to come back onto the movie. So they ended up switching her because originally her idea was to make a film that was kind of like Romeo and Juliet, but they wanted to do it like, you know, Thor. The whole thing was, is that after Thor um, eventually does travel to Earth, uh, he and Jane discovered that Malekith was hiding the dark energy on Earth and Odin was forbidding Thor from going over to, there to save Earth because he was just going to he was going to sacrifice Earth for Malekith so that Malekith wouldn't destroy the other realms. So it was going to be like a Romeo and Juliet like action kind of shit, you know? Not true. That, yeah, that might have played maybe a little bit better, but... Now here's the, now here's the thing. That being said... Alan, um, <clears throat> Alan Taylor, like I said, I don't know much about what he's done, but I do know that he directed a lot of Game of Thrones episodes. That's really evident in the movie. Yeah. He directed a lot of uh, Sopranos episodes. Well, that's where the daddy issues are coming from. <laughs> and he directed a lot of uh, Sex and the City episodes. I don't know what, but I guess that's why they changed James Rule. In my opinion, if they would have kept Patty Jenkins on, bro, I think we would have had a way better movie. Yeah, you thought you think a lot of it has to do with uh, a director director issue. In this in this movie, I really do, bro. I can because see that. 
she left because they originally, I mean, keep going, when they greenlit this, they gave her the job. They interviewed her. They don't just pick a director, just like, oh, and this director, and we'll figure it out if we want her later. That, that means she actually pitched the thing, thought of something now, gave her them an entire walkthrough, and they said, let's do it. And three months later, they decided to put their fingers in and change the role. And that's why she left because they did because of creative differences. That's what the what she actually cited as her actual reason. And so that's why I'm saying, like, you know, like why why do that? <laughs> why why give somebody a job just to change their job later? Let, let them do their thing, you know? God, I wish John was on this episode right I now. I know, <laughs> Director John, come on, man. Come back. So that being said. What do you think? Do you think the movie would have been better if, if it was directed by Wonder Woman's director? Uh, honestly, I, I'd probably say so, man. I mean, just be, look at Wonder Woman and look at a monster. Great fucking movie. Uh, like, yeah. I, I just, she's a, a solid, good, good director. You know, like, coming from film, too, which is a different beast than TV. You know, TV, you can kind of get maybe get away with a little bit more or a little bit less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, and like kind of skirt some things and like maybe jumble a bunch of stuff in because you only have an hour or something, you know, maybe that's what he was used to. So he kind of tried to do yeah. a lot with it and, you know, it maybe would have been different with Patty. So I don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I think, I think it would though. I, I really like Patty. Yeah, me too, man. I'm interested in uh, what the next Wonder Woman is going to be like. Yeah, Wonder, Wonder Woman hey, 84 we'll... or some shit, right? Yeah, 1984. Yeah, um, you know, maybe we'll do an episode on the DC universe oh. and dissect them one day. <laughs> well, sure. Um, so, yeah, right. <laughs> so, anyways, um, the more we move on, we do see see, see other people come back in, um, including uh, Heimdall, I just Elba. I guess they repair the bifrost this time. Yeah, right. Didn't fucking <laughs> they, Thor smash like it to, at the end of it there or some shit? I don't know. Uh, he says they used the Tesseract to fix it, but um, they don't explain exactly how. I don't know. I guess they just they figured stuff out like that. Well, maybe the Asgardians know a little bit more about how to like use the power of the Tesseract than us puny humans. <laughs> we at least we at least get to see uh, Heimdall in some action. Takes down a whole plane with his knife. Yeah, but also Heimdall is the seer of all, and he could not see that giant ass fucking dark elf ship just like cloaked a little bit. He's like, oh, oh, they sneaked in. They snuck in. It's the it's the dark matter, bro. He he can't see the dark it's matter. The dark matter. God damn. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool, man. I mean, he tried. He, he tried. took down the whole That's ship. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, if he would have seen the bigger one before, he, he maybe he would have just been like, oh shit, I should have just transported it. Right, get him out of here. <laughs> um, another returning character, Stellan Skarsgård, Eric Selvage. Love man. it. And this guy. The the celebrity of the MCU because I I think it's hilarious how um Ian the uh the new intern how he like he's like oh oh my gosh you're Eric Selvage and when I first saw that I thought like oh it's probably because he like he's a science nerd but then I really started thinking about it I was thinking no because in this world Eric Selvage is the sciences that got mind controlled by a god helped him destroy the earth and then helped the avengers save them right this guy's a celebrity in their world bro yeah dude and dude, i actually have a little note down about that and uh a little bit when i was watching it 
Uh, I just thought it was yeah. funny, like all of like Selvig's like interactions, man. I thought I just thought he was probably a, one of the good redeeming qualities of, the, of this film. Like when he's like running Definitely, around naked bro. in Stonehenge and whatnot. It's, he's like he's, he he's is going crazy, bro. but he's also not crazy. It's basically because he, you know, the Tesseract showed him certain things that are not possible and you know are, are different than our way of thinking and stuff. So. He just knows more than yeah, me. Yeah, but it, that goes to show that yeah. like, the test like, really fucked up his mind, man. Like <laughs> it did, bro. But yeah, and then and then he comes but, back and he stops taking the pills or whatever, and he starts like thinking a little bit clearly. And I think honestly, he had yeah. the best line in the whole fucking movie. I just thought it was so. Funny. <laughs> what was it? Uh, what uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Thor comes comes to Eric Selvage. He's like, we're gonna we're talking about like needing your help or whatever. This is like towards the end of the movie, and Eric Selvage yeah. goes. Oh God! Is is your brother coming? And Thor goes, "No, Loki is dead." And Eric Selvig goes, "Oh, thank God!" And he just oh, looks at Thor and goes, "Oh, I mean, sorry." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a funny one, man. Um, I, especially I his, coming back from being under I control. Love, yeah, I love his character. I love everything about Eric Selvig, man. Definitely, dude. And yeah, but like I'm saying, I. I just think he's like that world's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, if anybody in our world is gonna get in contact with aliens, it's gonna be That's him. very true. <laughs> um, yeah. So, speaking of Loki, Loki's back. Uh, I think we spoke about him a little, but I think it's it's definitely worth saying that I'm not really a hundred percent sure how he becomes how he like takes control of the throne afterwards. Like, where exactly? Yeah. When did he have? What exactly happens? When did he have the time? Odin? <laughs> Yeah, like I saw how he transformed into some kind of soldier. I guess like the 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 wound, the stabbing didn't do anything to him. I don't know. Like, is what do you what do you think would happen if Loki got the reality stone? Because he's already a reality warper. Oh, I think he'd probably be one of the people who actually could could figure out how to use it the best, though. You know, I know, right? Like I was thinking that, like, man, this guy's already making illusions and stuff if he had the right? reality stone damn i wonder what he could do with it i wonder if they'd ever explore that i wonder if he's already been using it <laughs> oh i don't think so mm-hmm. who knows who knows? who knows we get another return in this movie uh, i think i i like her a little more each time i see her not the actress but the character darcy lewis cat <laughs> dennings yeah i like her man she's funny <laughs> She is actually she, she she's she's punky and I like it, you know. Yeah, yeah, she's she's got that like, fire, you know. I like how she's how she's got that in your face. Like I'm I'm not a scientist, but obviously you shouldn't be doing this kind of thing, <laughs> kind of deal, you know. She's like a little voice of reason to for like pain. I you know? and the more I see it. I kind of think they cast they like portray her as a stronger role than Jane. Like, imagine if um, Darcy went to Asgard with them, and then at that moment where uh, Odin and Jane meet, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing? An Earthling doesn't belong here, just like a goat doesn't belong at the dinner table." Imagine what she would have said to him. Right? She'd been like, "Listen here, old man, old white." Excuse balls. me, old man. And by the way, I do love that line he tells her right there where he's like, she's like, excuse me, who are you? I'm Odin, king of Asgard, protector of the nine realms. Your, your lover's oh. father. Yeah. I'm the, oh, and by the way, 
I'm your boyfriend's dad. <laughs> that was funny though. That uh that interaction definitely. <clears throat> um I I like the Warriors three coming back and they have how they gave them a little bit more action too. They changed uh they changed Fandral though, right? Yeah, man. I was you saw that I wrote that down as a little note. I thought that was very interesting. It, they changed him. The actor is uh, Zachary Levy or Levy, whatever whatever his name is. Yeah, Zachary Levi. Yeah, um, he's gonna be he's yeah, he's gonna be Shazam, right? Yeah. Which he's that like he's younger than I thought he was then. Yeah. Because he looks pretty young in Shazam. And this movie came back in like twenty twelve. And he still looks young in this as Fandral. Yeah, dude, I just thought that was so, so crazy. Like, when I saw that, it is, cast, yeah. I was like, no way, who was he? I, I had to look it up. And then I looked it up, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, right? Like, that, that was pretty interesting to see. I'm glad that, you know, these these guys are always playing comic book people. Like, they, they once you're in a comic movie, it's like, you're going to be in another one soon. Right? You're kind of hooked. You're hooked. Um, Sip is back to Jamie Alexander. This is her last time doing Sip though, because she ended up getting a role at on uh, like Kyle XY, and then another one on Blind Spot, a lead role in that. So she stops doing this after this movie, which sucks because she's a freaking hottie. Dude, I <laughs> totally would if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if I, yeah, right. Um, what do you think about this whole thing where like she's obviously got a thing for Thor, and Thor's all like, "Hey, look." Um, with the mid guardian, you gotta you gotta chill with that shit. <laughs> Yo, and then they meet too, and I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be." Yo, awkward. that stare down. <laughs> Yo, your ex meeting your new girlfriend, right. and now your ex has to help save your new girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I should have Nicole on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely happened. Uh, I've got a crazy past. Um, <laughs> They do get together in the comics, though, right? Yeah, Lady. I think they. Yeah, do. Lady Sif and, and Thor get it. Lady get it Sif. on. Get it on. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I like the returns that they had in the, for the cast because because it, it was definitely good to see a lot of these expand a little more. I like how they gave uh, Loki a little more creativeness to what they could do for how his character is connected to Odin and Thor. You know. I, I guess that's what I saw. Maybe it's just my daddy issues. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Alan Taylor. <laughs> um, all in all, what'd you think about the movie, man? Um, I thought, like you said, man, I think it's one of the weaker movies in the MCU, but it it did what it was supposed to do. It like furthered the story. You know, we're introduced to it the furthered the story. We're yeah. introduced to the, the Infinity Stones from Odin's story and whatnot. You know, and we get the ether. We get the second one or whatever. You know, and it kind of yeah. plays on to more of, like, Thor and Jane's relationship, which I guess is, like, a thing going forward, but kind <clears> of <throat> isn't, you know, because she's not seen again after this movie. But, um... Yeah. yeah what do you think of this villain, though, man? Christopher Elgerston, <laughs> a.k.a. Malekith, a.k.a. the ninth Doctor Who, oh, a.k.a. Destro from G.I. Joe, what? and also, by the way, the guy that they were stealing all the cars for on Gone in 60 Seconds. Get out of here. Malachi the Accursed. I was really mad at how they were speaking Elfish the whole time, and I had to find a version that <laughs> the words, you know, the translation down there, oh, the caption. Yeah, because, ah, that's funny. It really was frustrating because I really wanted to know what they were saying because I felt it was important. Uh, kind of was. 
Yeah, I'm sure it was. My Xbox, it had the subtitles. Yeah, right. But you know, I, you know me. I once I get a ball, I won't let go of it. I actually wanted to know why they did that because I was curious. Because this is the first time that they had a different race of humanoids using a different language. Because in the first Thor movie, the um, for the sake of the audience, the Frost Giants spoke English too. That's true, actually. Yeah. And in Captain America, for the sake of the audience, the Red Skull didn't even speak German. Yeah, he totally didn't. But now, all of a sudden, these Dark Elves speak Elfish, and we have to read the subtitles, you know? And I was curious why they did that. Come to find out. They do it, it man. Come to find out, um, Christopher Elderson and Alan Taylor uh, they actually wanted him to be portrayed to be more aristocratic, more superior, and more ancient. And that's why he speaks his own language. Hashtag purity. <laughs> that's the reason, though. And I thought, like, oh, my gosh, that's the, that makes actually a lot of sense. And it pisses me off. Like, it would piss me off if I met somebody who was all about you know, being aristocratic and superior to other people. That's why he wants to get rid of everybody. He doesn't want anybody speaking anything but elfish. That makes sense. Interesting. Leave it to Doctor Who. I just thought it was a little uh, little interesting take. No, I like that. That's why we don't like him. Yeah. But those are the kind of little things that I do like about the film. Uh, those are little things that I think uh, definitely saved it. Because overall, I do have that gripe of... Um, what they did with award-winning Natalie Portman's character, who obviously left after this because she obviously didn't want to do something that they're gonna make her look like a dummy. Because let me get, let me, let me tell you, dude, if she was involved in the story of Infinity War, I don't know. I think they would have figured something out. Or with Ultron, oh. she's the freaking scientist. She would have figured something out for them, you know. Yeah. I don't they bring know. that up too, right? I think the, was... the, the, like in later movies, they like they all they say is that like they're like, "Hey, Thor, where's Jane?" And he's like, "Oh, boy. yeah." They have a whole scene where they talk about all their breakups. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll go over that when Ultron comes up because that is coming up soon. Oh yeah, I'm I want to thank one of my favorite everybody. Marvel movies. You too. Me oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I want to thank everybody for joining us, uh, having a little bit of a discussion on Thor. The Dark World. Uh, Brock, anything you want to give a shout out to everybody? No, just uh, once again, thank you, everybody who's actually been listening to us, man. It's been fun. Me and Manny love doing this, honestly. You know, we like geeking out. Make sure, so it's cool. Make sure to tune in with us next time, you guys. And we are out of here. Avengers Disassemble.